0: Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday's sermon was given by Associate Pastor Henry Coates. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org.
1: Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 4 verse 12 through 23 in the New Testament section of our Red Bibles, beginning on page 3. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Guide us, O God, by your word and the Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth we find freedom, and in your will, discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Verse 12. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. When he left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum, by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun, and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Natalie, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the regions and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven come near. As he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two brothers, two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in the synagogue and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness amongst the people. This is the word of the Lord.
0: All right, good morning, everybody. Uh, First things first, just to get out the obvious. Uh, You may have noticed, but I am not uh, Reverend Dr. Raymond Hilton. Uh, He's a little bit taller than I am, and he's not here today. Uh, He has been uh, out uh, sick with the flu. Uh, He's doing much better, but he's still taking time to recover, and so I just invite us all as a church uh, to pray for our pastor, uh, Ray, as he recovers from the flu, so he can get back to us soon. So let's take a quick second and pray for Ray. God, in this moment, we as your church entrust our pastor, Ray Hilton, into your hands. Please bring him back healthy to us in your good time. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So with Ray not being here, you get me for another week. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sorry about that, but I'm just saying, get ready, here we go. We're going we're to go through this scripture together. So last week, we talked about how Jesus sees us, sees us for who we are, and welcomes us. We talked about how he loves us and calls us his own. Last week, we also talked a lot about evangelism. How we Christians are the sent ones of God, sent out into the world to point others to Jesus, and in doing so, accompanying people, our friends and family, on the way, wherever they may be. This is the mission we are on. This is the mission that Christ equips us to embark upon to be his sent witnesses and all that entails. Now this week, we are going to talk about how our church, the gathered people of God here in this place, answers Jesus' call, forms us as disciples, and then sends us out to build up the body of Christ. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, which is of the building up of the body of Christ. That's Ephesians 4.12. And that's how Paul describes the task given to the church. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, which is the building up of the body of Christ. The mission statement of our church, as formulated by our church governing body the session, is found on the cover of your bulletin. And it reads like this, First Presbyterian Church of Evanston exists to know Christ and to grow in him as we serve and make disciples in Evanston, the Chicago area, and the world. Let's take a look at those first three verbs, know, Grow, serve. Our scripture passage for this morning has parallels to the passage we studied last week. In particular, Jesus is calling Andrew and Peter to follow him. And we're going to talk about that in just a few moments, but I want us to take a step back for a second and look at the whole framing of this passage. What I want to suggest to you is that we can frame this passage, Matthew 4, 12-23, through the prism of our church's mission statement, to know, grow, and serve Jesus. And this is how I think about this, and I want to challenge you to do the same. To know Christ is to recognize who he is and listen to his words. To grow in Christ is to follow his commands and let them take you where they will take you, come what may. To serve Christ is to be like Christ, to be in the places that Jesus is, and to do the things that Jesus does. Let's take a look at Matthew 4:12 through 16. Jesus, after hearing that John the Baptist had been arrested, withdrew to Galilee. John's been arrested. What's Jesus going to do? Well, he's going to go to Galilee, but there's more to this than meets the eye. Galilee is a strange place for a Messiah to work. One commentator put it this way, There is no clearly prophetic or rabbinic reference to the Messiah's working in Galilee. Galilee was not just geographically far from Jerusalem. It was considered spiritually and politically suspect as well. Galilee was the most removed of the Jewish provinces, located as it was at the northernmost tier of ancient Palestine. This distance from Zion was not only geographic. Judeans thought Galileans sat rather loose to the law and were less biblically pure than those in or near Jerusalem. But this, this shouldn't surprise us. Jesus has a habit of always going to places or showing up in situations where we don't expect him to be. He's always with people you might assume he'd rather not hang out with. I mean, he hangs out with us, doesn't he? But here's the thing. Matthew, the author of our gospel, he takes Jesus' beginnings in Galilee and says to us, Hey, pay attention, listen. Get to know who this guy Jesus really is. And he does this by paraphrasing the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, chapters 8 and 9. Land of Zebulon, land of Nef- uh, Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, the Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those that sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Now, it's interesting to compare the Hebrew text of Isaiah 8 and 9 with what Matthew paraphrases here. Isaiah says, the people who walk in darkness. Matthew writes, the people who sit in darkness. Because Matthew believes our spiritual darkness is so thick, it immobilizes us. As a friend of mine put it, we are paralyzed until Jesus comes to us. We sit enshrouded by night until Jesus' sun, S U N, rises. Jesus works where Judaism touches paganism, where the nation of Israel intersects with the nations of the world, where light meets darkness. Jesus lives among the marginal people on the frontier. To recognize where Jesus is, is to begin to know who he is. We recognize that we all need Jesus to live and see. Once we admit this, that we sit in deep darkness, then we can say that we are beginning to know Jesus. He is the light of the world. He is the light of all nations. Where he goes, the darkness flees. He is the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overcome him. And then he speaks, and we listen to his word. To know Christ is to listen to him. Look at 4.17. Jesus did not just come, teach here and there, work miracles, die, and then rise. He came and made disciples. And here in Matthew, the call to discipleship begins with a call to repentance. Turn your life around, for the kingdom is coming. That's what repentance is in a nutshell. It is to turn from one thing to another. Jesus is calling us, commanding us, to turn from that which preoccupies us and to turn to God, for God is with us and nothing can remain the same. The Bible gives us a sense of what this repentance looks like in the next story, in The Call of the fishermen. To grow in Christ is to follow him. Jesus meets the fishermen, Peter and his brother Andrew, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, when they're hard at work on the water. And he calls to them, follow me! And they do. He promises, I will make you into something. I will make you fishers of people." You will catch people for me. As Dale Bruner in his commentary on Matthew points out, notice that in this gospel's first evangelistic encounter, Jesus calls potential disciples not to an experience of their own personal salvation, but to a ministry with others, and not to a prayer room or a sinner's bench. Ministry. With others. But there's a cost here. They have to turn from that which preoccupies them, in this instance their work as fishermen, and turn to follow Jesus wherever he may take them. That's repentance. And this turning to Christ will bring growth. Now, growth isn't always easy, isn't it? We need to grow to survive. God creates us with the potential to grow. But growing can hurt. I can't count the number of times I've messed up in my life and how that mess up has led to some sort of personal or professional growth. And I'm sure I'm not alone in this, right? We can all think of times in our life where we have messed something up and as consequence, we've learned and grown from it. I wish this process of growth could have been easier. I wish I could have grown without all the pain. And I know you do too. But that's not always how this works. Churches experience this pain, too, by the way, as we grow, as we change, as we seek to adapt to the situations, the challenges, and the changes before us. But note this, Jesus calls people to himself, follow me, he says. He calls disciples to a continuous walk with him rather than a simple step towards him. As we follow Jesus, we we cannot help but be transformed. But it's a process. It takes time, perhaps even a lifetime. There's a cost to discipleship, and that cost will lead us to grow. That's why when we follow Jesus... We grow in Jesus. Peter and Andrew left their jobs. James and John straight up left their dad in a boat. Where is Jesus calling you to go? That's the question I leave with you today. Where is Jesus calling you to go? And what is he asking you to let go of as you repent and follow him? Now take heart, you do not do this on your own. Think of the words of John 15.10. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. He will not leave you to experience your growing pains alone. I think of a quote from one of C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia books, Prince Caspian. Aslan, said Lucy, you're bigger. That's because you are older, little one, answered he. Not because you are? I am not, replied Aslan. But every year you grow, you will find me bigger. Now we come to the end of our passage today. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. You know, as Jesus did this, he brought his recently called disciples with him. We sometimes overlook that, where Jesus went, his disciples followed. That's what it means to follow Jesus— To know Jesus as well. To know Jesus, to follow Jesus, is to serve with Jesus. Where he goes, we go. What he does, we do. Jesus not only talks, he heals. We don't only talk the talk, we walk the walk. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, to know, to follow, and serve him, and in doing so, love our neighbors as ourselves. We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first T.S. Eliot. And so I return to where I began. To know Christ is to recognize who he is and to listen to his words. To grow in Christ is to follow his commands and let them take you where they will take you, come what may. To serve Christ is to be like Christ to be in the places that Jesus is, and to do the things that Jesus does. We, your church, are here to accompany you on your discipleship journey with Jesus. It doesn't matter if you're young in the faith or an old-timer along the path of Jesus. We are here. We are all in this thing together. Together, we will come to know Christ, grow in Christ, and serve in His name. Now, we, First Pres, we want to equip you for your work of your ministry. And to do that, we want to provide you today with a tool that will help you along in your discipleship journey. And in just a moment, you'll be given a few minutes to take out the survey in the insert of your bulletin and prayerfully work through it. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 reads, The gifts that Jesus gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. That's probably kind of small up there. So if you don't have your binoculars, that's okay. That's Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. I invite you to look it up. I invite you to memorize it. This survey is for you to keep and use as you explore the no grow surf Fair upstairs in Roy Hall in the gym, and in the upcoming weeks as you reflect on how God is calling you to use your gifts to the furthering of his kingdom here in this place and around the world. Dan Shaw and Melanie Myatt will be upstairs in Roy Hall to answer any questions that you may have about the survey. I encourage you, I challenge you to take this seriously and to take the time to fill it out honestly. Know, grow, and serve. For what end purpose do we do this? To make disciples. Take a look at the cover of your bulletin again, at your mission statement. There are four verbs on there, actually. There might be more, but I wasn't an English major. I counted four. Know, grow, serve, and what? Make. First Presbyterian Church of Evanston exists to know Christ and grow in him as we serve and make disciples in Evanston, the Chicago area, and the world. May those of us with ears to hear listen to the word of our Lord and live accordingly. Know, grow, serve, and make. Amen.